Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. My name is Sam Nifty Delaney. So bloody what? <laughs> you bloody, bloody idiot. There's a great load of bloody Zulus over there. Sometimes I just like to do a, a quick bit of Michael Caine on a Friday because it sort Why of... Why not? I don't know. It loosens me up a bit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You I bloody, remember. bloody idiot. Yeah. First time I became aware of the film Zulu was... Mm. God, it must have been about 1982, I think. The TV Times <laughs> gave away a free pair of 3D glasses because <laughs> ITV were going to show Zulu in 3D. <laughs> oh, so you feel like the Zulus yeah. are in your lounge. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And it was a massive thing. So everyone bought the TV Times to get the free 3D glasses. And then... Um, Obviously, you sat down and watched Sulu with them on. But I think it was only 3D in certain bits of the film. Like, the, for example, where they come over the hill. So the whole thing wasn't 3D. You had to, like, put them on at a certain time. And I gave up. I don't think I even got as far the as the savages the into your front room. Into yeah, the exactly. coverage of yeah. your front what room. Film? <laughs> what film can we choose? Zulu. Yeah. Well, we've done so, Jaws. Um, and do Zulus next. They're a bit like sharks, aren't they? <laughs> TV Times editorial so office. Time. Mate, have you been um, watching the fucking AFCON African of Nations Cup tournament? I'm afraid I haven't yet. Uh, pa- I thought I'd wait until it got to the kind of knockout quarterfinal stage. I've, I've seen a, a few gifts of like some antique shithousery and eccentricity. Um, yeah. so apparently, it's elite banter. Someone said... Um, elite banter. Elite banter. Wow. There, there, there was a game in which the ref blew the final whistle really early out of sort of... <laughs> I bo- saw like, that bit, yeah. A- out of boredom, right? Sent a player off. Sent a player off, told VAR to fuck off when it said he was wrong and then restarted <laughs> the game and then stopped it ahead of time again. Ah, fuck this. <laughs> I gave it then, another shot, but I'm sick of it now. <laughs> no, it, it, it just didn't take... <laughs> no, I sacked it off. This is bollocks. I saw... And then I saw the final five minutes got played or something with a different ref, so I think he got sacked. Get someone else to do scenes. it. I'm off oh. down the fucking juicer. Get <laughs> he some got other, sacked. Get, find some other cunt. <laughs> he either got sacked behind the scenes or he just did literally did that, just walked You're out. like, fuck this, let the oh, line all do the last five minutes. <laughs> I'm not even meant to be here, I just wandered in, put the kit on and here I am. I can't believe I'm not watching it. It sounds like... I think I'm fuck watching this like shit fake World Cup that's going on in. Do you know what this World Cup in Qatar reminds me of? I know you're not a James Bond fan, mm. so this might be lost on you, but it's like they made that James Bond film 
um, Casino Royale, but the original Casino Royale in which David Niven played Bond and uh, mm. so did Woody Allen. It was like various different actors all playing the same role. And then also yeah. they did Never Say Never Again in the 80s where a rival film company owned the rights to one Bond movie, yeah. right? And so they made it with Sean Connery. So there was two different Bond franchises running simultaneously. Yeah, I remember But there was that. a different yeah. Bond, there was a different M. It was all a bit iffy. And that's what this Qatar World Cup is a bit like. It's also a bit like when Tom and Jerry could talk. <laughs> Do you know, like, the ones where Tom and Jerry could talk? Yeah. It's a bit like that, yeah. right? Fuck that. African Cup of Nations is clearly where it's at. Well, maybe. I mean, I don't know. You say that, but then once the World Cup starts in November, I'm sure we'll be all over it. Maybe. Once it I don't know. Kicks I, off. Could, I could see if any pair of cunts were stubborn and contrary enough to boycott it, it would be us. But this way, reckon? if I don't any... Know. Any supposedly football-related podcast is going to not mention the World Cup in Qatar. It's going to be us, if anyone does. I, I don't know. What what are the knock-on effects of us not watching the World Cup in Qatar? None. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we, do we do we normally buy products from the advertisers and sponsors? Are we affected by that and influenced by that? I don't think we are, are we? I think, I so, think that. Uh, the ultimate coup would be for us to take on quite a large World Cup-related sponsorship deal for those months, but never once <laughs> mention the World Cup in any of our episodes. And we could do it, because let's be honest, these sponsors never listen anyway. I mean, if nah, they did, they wouldn't give us a fucking penny, would they? <laughs> yeah, what sponsors anyway? Yeah, um, yeah I mean, we're going to watch it on free-to-air. We're not paying to subscribe for it. We're not going to be, you know, swayed by the the advertisers and sponsors. So no one's getting any fucking dime out of us for it. So are we? Are we not just allowed to watch it? Fuck the know. World Cup in Qatar. It's the murder World Cup, and it's in winter. I mean, psh, nah. But but the the Russia World Cup was hardly cleaner than clean, was it? We all watched that. I don't know. I don't know. What, I'm what, not even fucking. I'm, I'm not even fucking asked about football, to be quite honest. I'm, Fuck I've, I've football. I've been watching a snooker all week, Sam. I'm, I'm balls deep in the snooker, yeah. to coin a phrase. Um, and the, there was football went on Wednesday evening and last night, I think. There was league matches on in the Premier League. There was Carabao Cup semi-final action. Carabao Cup. And I didn't Cup. watch a fucking second of any of it. And there was, I was the usual shit was going on about people were on Twitter whinging about VAR and things like that, and I just thought, "Fuck off!" Can't be bothered with it. I went, can't I went to honest. West Ham, but it was nice because I bumped into some friends, which is, you know, I went, I went with my mate, met up with some other mates there, relived some old times about when we were younger and and life was oh, more nice. action packed. Euro ninety six. Yeah, yeah, we had some Euro ninety six <laughs> chat. We actually had Hartlepool 2008 chat. Um, Ooh. And, and we both, we, a few of us admitted that our respective life partners had uh, had banned us from talking about the Hartlepool away weekend because it had become so tedious. <laughs> I shared an office. We had such a great weekend in Hartlepool where so many legendary things happened that the bloke I was sharing an office with around that time politely asked me, if I could stop talking about my trip to Hartlepool. 
And I said, what are you talking about? I only told you about it once. He went, yeah, you told me once, but you've told every cunt you've spoken to on the phone for the last two weeks the exact same set of fucking anecdotes. He said they were funny the first time, but now I'm literally thinking I might have to move out and find a different office if you don't shut up about it. (laughs) (laughs) So we we relived um, some good times, but you can't go back. I mean, we've kind of got a similar one, me and me mates, which is Milan 2000. That right. was a, um, a genre-defining weekend away. I'm not going to repeat the, any of the stories was, here, was that in Europe, or was it uh, a friendly, or what? That wasn't it. It wasn't even Sunderland. It was just a, a stag weekend. Oh, okay. And it was Milan, and we, we took in a match at the San Siro. Oh, great. We Milan beat, I thought it might be, who was it? It might have been Livorno, 4-1. Yeah. But it was just a weekend, and it was just fucking such a good laugh. Yeah, and we yeah. still talk about it. Yeah, you treasure much every time we all get, get yeah. back together. Yeah, you treasure those things, don't you? you? Know. And when I I don't see my mates well, as much as I used to, and then sort of it was this lucky thing where a bunch of us all sort of in disparate groups all bumped into each other at half time. Yeah, in the the smoking area, they've started letting people outdoors at half time. Oh, it's like it's nice. you are basically animals in a zoo, but you pay huge sums of money for the privilege as a football fan. They're like, yeah. yeah, we might let some of you cunts outside to smoke your fucking cancer sticks, but we're yeah. going to pen you in. And if any of you try to get out of the fucking fences we've erected, we'll taser you and ban you for life, you cunts. And you're not getting any money back either. So well, I, you, I, you, you can leave at any point, but you're not coming back You're in. not coming back. So I don't smoke, but I'd heard it was there. Was, there was a bit of action out in the smoking area, yeah. so I went about, and it was fucking great. It was met, met up, relived some treasured memories, and uh, mm. that, that that was more important to me than you know a sort of routine victory over Norwich, two 0 victory over Norwich, sort of like. Bleh. Was that yeah. what it was? That's one of the matches I had no idea was happening. Yeah, West Ham Norwich. It was, well, it, it was rearranged for. I think it was supposed to be at Christmas, but then COVID did for it. But yeah, we won 2 0, but it was sort yeah. of in kind of boring, inconsequential match. On Sunday, we're playing Leeds for the second time in a week. So we played them in the cup last week. And there's some lads I know who do a West Ham podcast that's really successful. And, and like us, they're on Patreon and they have quite a big community. And they do right. lots of, um, they're much more hardworking than us, though. They're, they're really busy. They do loads of stuff. Oh. And one of the things they do is they do pre match mm. events at every home game that they organise, right? And um, that it's right. in a pub nearby, near the ground. And you, they they lay on a ex-pro, right? It's got nothing to do with the club. It's totally oh. unofficial. So you, I think you, see a, they lay on a buffet. That no, would have been better. No, but I tell you what, you turn up, right? It costs about 20 quid for a ticket. You turn up, and if you're Fucking a bruiser, hell. it's great value, right? Because it's... it's um, Bottomless free booze. Whee! Beer, right? Beer, I don't think spirits, but certainly lager, right? And I think it might be selected spirits, right? And uh, and then there's like they there's all West Ham paraphernalia. They've got big screens up with like, you know, videos of classic goals and what have you, right? It's like a theme park. <laughs> and then Mark Ward, who's an old mate of mine, who used to Who's play for West park? Ham, right? And he comes yeah. up and he, he does his scouse banter. He's really funny. And then they get like a, a player on. So the last one I went to was Julian Dix, who's like massive Ooh. West Ham legend. So they don't just have like yeah. muggy ones. And they do a big talk and then an auction and a Q&A. And everyone can drink as much as they want. 
and then there's a coach to the ground right so the idea is is that it recreates the sort of atmosphere that there was at Upton Park which you don't right, get yeah. at the London Stadium because it's a bit more polished and clean and there's not really mm. old fashioned pubs or anything like that so it's quite good so I went to the last one because Mark Ward's a mate of mine he invited me along I took my mate and Lenny and Lenny quite enjoyed it, it there weren't many kids there but this weekend it's Carlton Cole, right? Who's sort of like a Ooh. cult figure and I'm a fan of him, yeah. right? He, I've really been enjoying him sort of um, getting involved in the punditry game on BT Sport because he often forgets that he's there as a professional pundit and just starts like acting <laughs> like some bloke, right? <laughs> who, supports, <laughs> who supports West Ham. Um, right. He was on one night and they got the postman and he was with Joe Cole, who's much more polished and professional and experienced, right? And they had Jared Bowen on the pitch and they were in the studio. And they said, we go now to Jared Bowen. And they looked to Colton as if he was going to open the questions. But all Colton Cole did was this, because he obviously knows him. Jared, what Jared Bowen? Like that. And it cut to Jared Bowen and he was just blinking down the lens, like looking. He just fucking finished playing professional football match. He was, he was mentally and physically exhausted. And he was just blinking at the camera like, who he couldn't see them. Who the fuck is this? Because like, Carlton Cole yeah. didn't realise he couldn't see him. You can see him, but he can't see you. It's like a yeah. one-way mirror, mate. And he's going, hey, hey, hey Jared. No question at all. And it plus just... as well, plus as well, players now are like media trained to the nth degree. Yeah. So that's not what Bourne. They're not uh, trained for that. Jared Bourne would have been expecting at all. So in the end, Joe Cole had to intervene. He cleared his throat <laughs> and just went, Carlton, it's Joe Cole here. Uh, no, sorry, not Colin. Jared, it's Joe Cole here. And Jared Bowen just looked so relieved. He went, oh, hi, Joe. And he asked him a question. Oh, and then you could see yeah. Colton Cole thinking, oh, fuck, I was supposed to do that. I forgot that I'm being a pundit on the telly. So he waited until <laughs> Joe finished his question. And once Jared finished answering, he went, uh, um, hello, Jared, it is Carlton Cole here. <laughs> so I'm thinking, oh, fuck, that's what he's supposed to do. So he was he was all over the gaff. But, I, you know, he's endearing because of it. The, the fact he's unpolished for me makes me like yeah, him more. Yeah, of course. And, but the thing that he said that was the funniest, Andy, was at the end, the presenter, I can't remember her name, but she went, Joe, Carlton, thanks as ever, Carlton, sure, we'll see you again soon. Which is just one of those things you say, right, isn't it? Like, yeah. sure, we'll yeah, be seeing you again up. soon, yeah. right? Yeah. Carlton's eyes widened <laughs> when she said that. <laughs> like, he was like, Whoa! <laughs> She's already decided. Like, he thought she was the one to make the decision. Yeah, yeah. He's always when? right one, like when? a little boy, right? And this is what he said. Are you ready for this, right? Oh, God. She said, yeah. I'm sure you'll see, we'll see you again soon. And he interrupted her. She was trying to wrap the, wrap the show up to the clock. He interrupted her to say, well, I'm never one to say no to a pretty penny. <laughs> It's such a funny fuck? phrase. It's like something Fagan. <laughs> it's like something Fagan says yeah. in Oliver Twist. <laughs> he went to Kenzie and yeah. fucking hell. He thought he was negotiating there and then <laughs> for his next fucking performance. He was like, well, my deal. I'm never one to say <gasps> no to a pretty penny. Pretty oh, penny. That's incredible. <laughs> I thought, I thought when you were telling me that sentence, he was going to say, "I'm never wanting to say no to a pretty lady," and I was going to go, "Oh God, oh, no. no!" But no, no he turned a it around right at the end. Penny, 
Pretty Penny. I never once say no to a Pretty Fucking Penny. Uh, well, again, I respected him more for it because they're all yeah. there for the dough. They're not there for the fun of it. They're all there for not. the dough. And you've got to say, I would like to do this because my agent has, a, has arranged a fee of, I believe, 2000 for this. And I could really do with another 2000 ASAP. So, yeah, definitely. I want to say on record now with the audience as my witness, yes, I will do that. Yeah, <laughs> a verbal agreement. It reminds it, us a bit of... I was watching a documentary by Terry Wogan on Channel 5 over the Christmas period. Yeah. It might still be on 5 catch-up. It's very good, because Wogan was, let's face it, yeah, an course, absolute legendary. legend. Yeah, um, and I, I tweeted about that I'd been watching it. It was really good. And somebody replied on Twitter and said, like, oh, I, I used to like Wogan or something like that. Um, but I went off him when it, it turned out that he, he took money from children in need to present mm-hmm. yeah. the show every year. Of course he fucking Fuck, did. Of course he fucking did. Because he fucking, it's his fucking job. It's like they're, they're, he's, he is the main television presenter on the BBC. It's one of the BBC's biggest fucking events of the year. They asked their main yeah. man to present it. It takes about, it goes on for fucking ever. It's one of the things, many things exactly. I hate yeah. about it, yeah. right? It goes on and on and on. <laughs> Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Jalapeño. Fuck it. You know, like we were talking recently about how charity events are just so boring, like, and they're always like a, a replacement for actual ideas. Right, it, it's a shell for mediocrity, isn't it? Yeah, and and children in need is that, but like blown up to the f- fucking furthest it can possibly mm. go. The whole evening is just a like, and we're crossing to Coventry now, where there's a guy who says he's going to try and sit <laughs> in every seat of the Rico Arena in under two hours. How's he getting <laughs> yeah. on, Sue? Well, there he is. And they're in, they're always in drizzly rain, aren't they? <laughs> Pretending that they're not really depressed. But we're yeah. all fucking he's depressed. Gonna a, he's going to need a soft cushion in the morning after this. <laughs> oh. Let, let's try and get a few words with him. So, Colin, how's it going? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, it's going all right so far. I think I'm up to about 2,000, but I've still got a long way to go. But, you know, it's all for a good cause. And what do your friends and colleagues think of this? They think I'm mad. <laughs> I think, think they might, I think they might be right. Back to you, Terry. <laughs> and to think, thanks, Sue, and to think there's some fucking gobshite out there who think I'd do this crap for free. Exactly. This Can is, you imagine that without being fucking yeah. helmed by Terry Wogan I'm for engaged, five hours? I am engaged in the most tedious fucking excuse for entertainment of the whole year. <laughs> And I am charging full fucking rate for it too, let me tell you. Charging double. Yeah. <laughs> fucking well, hell. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's all about well, the I money. Mean, Just like anything. I mean, I'm sure it's brought broadcasters are no rate. different to plumbers, right? It's no different, right? It's, yeah. you, 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 this it's is like, what I do. You pay me for what yeah. I do. You know? You see people as well complaining because, like, chief executives of charities get paid yeah. the going rate. Yeah. Of course they fucking do. Yeah, That's how they course. fucking make the money for the charities because they're good at what they do. Well, funnily enough, one of my mates from football, 
um, who I saw the other night, he, he made he made what can only be described, Andy, as a pretty penny in the charity a sector. Penny. And some people, <laughs> you know, can be judgy about that. But I sort of think, for fuck's sake, he was like really innovative and entrepreneurial and built some fucking fundraising companies that raised millions and millions and millions of pounds for charity using his yeah. business expertise and insight to that exactly. to that field. Yeah. And so the money he was being paid was only really linked to the money that he was making for the fucking charity. Of course. They don't stand around the street corners rattling tins. Yeah. Just hoping for the best. Yeah. Anyway. But that brings me on to something else that's mm. pissed me off. Uh, regarding charities, and that is that the wall is back yeah. tomorrow night, Saturday night, BBC One. Danny Dyer, of course, uh, leaving EastEnders soon, probably just to devote himself 100% of the wall, I imagine. That's, what, that's exactly what I thought when I saw it. I thought he must just be yeah. like, this wall thing's fucking. I tell you what, well, this, is the, the, ta- this is taking off like you wouldn't believe. There's a board <laughs> game and everything. <laughs> And we said the other bit of speculation about him, though. Right. Possible next Doctor Who. Oh, oh, please, God. I'd watch that. Please, God. Danny Dyer. Is Danny Dyer as Doctor Who? Doctor Who's always da- been a bit Dr. of a Danny. prick, hasn't he? Like, let's get a proper fucking geezer with a pair of fucking bollocks <laughs> on him in the TARDIS. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, get fucking They've Doctor Who with a pair of fucking balls on him. Not all these fucking idiots, right? They've got, they've got a woman at the minute. What's the opposite of a woman? Danny Dyer. Danny Dyer. <laughs> but, you know, at least the woman's, like, got something about her. All the bloke ones are always, like, drips, aren't they? Yeah. Get I mean, fucking Dyer in there, having but... it fucking large. Totally. But, the uh, as I say, the wall is back tomorrow night, which is great news, except it's a five-part series, I think, and every episode is one of those celebrity ones. Well, the contestants are celebrities. What and this can, is the worst. What celebrities do they have thing. anyway? I haven't even looked. I just saw. I recognise Sarah Milliken on there, and oh, there yeah. was someone else I, I've forgotten now. And it's like, I mean, fair play to the celebrities. They get asked to do it, and they want to do it, and it raises money for charity. But honestly, they have absolutely fucked it by doing that. When you've got ordinary people on there every week with a chance of winning life-changing massive amounts of money mm. and you see the joy when they do that or by contrast you see the absolute desolation when that money drains away and they end up with nout even better that's 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 part of the show it's that jeopardy and that joy that makes it the fucking brilliant show that it is that and danny dyer and his his ongoing fucking um psychological battle with the wall itself <laughs> getting celebrities in to raise some money for a hospice somewhere yeah great but fucking it's 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 no good no you fucked it yeah it's it's just it just takes away yeah it's just but but they do it fucking everything don't they? everything has to be celebrity now they do they do they ruin it they, all telly programs all game shows used to have ordinary members of the public on them years ago and yeah. it was great because first of all Ordinary members of the public got to win a few quid, have a deal on the telly, have fun, get to meet Michael Barrymore or Bob Monkhouse, yeah, or Terry Wogan, yeah, and it was it was part of the fucking and also fabric of life, gen- wasn't it? The gentle teasing of members of the public by sharp-witted comedians and presenters yeah. is quite enjoyable to watch. Do you know what I mean? Because the 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 public were fish out of water, weren't they? They weren't quite sure. I mean, why Barrymore. They were there. They were Barrymore for me took it too far. I think by the end, Barrymore, when he when he went like through the looking glass, his whole shtick was, 
I am just going to cunt off everyone here. And everyone's going to laugh yeah. at it. But it, And we all got carried along with it. I mean, I've watched Barry Moore being a cunt to an old woman. He was always going through their handbags and all this stuff, right? And I think that oversteps like the mark. Yeah, but <laughs> at least when Rod Stewart just asked. If you watch Barry Moore live, he grabbed the handbag off the old woman and fucking empty it everywhere and start picking bits up and, oh, that's and laughing. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a crime. Yeah, almost. It, it was, but people, but they, you know, I mean, people. I'm not saying this in the way you think I am, but he was at one stage above many laws, Barrymore. He was the most... There yeah. was a period in the early 90s where Barrymore was the most powerful man in the United Kingdom, above any, above in Prince the, Philip or anyone. Yeah. And he could do anything. <laughs> if he walked into a shopping mall, he could walk into a shop, just take anything and go, you are right Or whatever, and then do yeah. a funny walk out. And people would just laugh and go, fine. I'm having this. And if a yeah, policeman yeah, was there, he'd take the policeman's truncheon, pretend to bum him with it, knock his helmet off, and yeah. everyone would be like, hey, Barrymore. And listen... I was as guilty as anyone, and you probably were too, because he had us under his spell, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He was like the Pied Piper of like he was. He was Pied Piper for the whole nation. But then, you know, obviously he flew too close to the sun. But what I'm yeah. saying is, is that he took it too far. <laughs> but the way that Wogan or Les Dawson did it, you know, just ge- mm. gently doing the little looks to the camera when some like a member of the public who was really nervous about being on telly forgot their own name that was a classic and what's your name um and they just look at the camera and they say look this cunt can't remember his own fucking name this is a bad start that's the sort of thing we like to see but you're not going to get that when you have polished entertainers on there going up with dyer do you know what i mean mean, dyer doesn't take the piss that much but dyer is often he asks them strange questions, doesn't he? He likes That's, his yeah, he likes completely. his music, does he? Right, his music. Yeah, next exactly. one likes his yeah, music, get... and they go, yeah, he does. Yeah. And then he goes, right. Uh, then, we'll he looks, see. then he looks blankly at them for a while. He goes, likes a boogie, does he? Round the kitchen, <laughs> but like weirdly threatening. And they go, uh, yeah, I guess. He goes, yeah, all right, let's see then. Like that. And you're, like, you're never quite sure where he's coming from. And that's what I like about it. And neither is he. No, because it's sort of he. strange, isn't it? He's, yeah. he's always like, he's got the look about him like he's always fucking trying to still stave off like a 12-hour hangover. And he's gone a bit psychedelic <laughs> in the nut. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you've got hangover, you're just like, your brain's operating in a mysterious way. So he, yeah, yeah, like you say, he doesn't uh, quite know where he's going with any of his questions. And, and, and his lockdown was spectacular as well because he came down for the post-lockdown series with new, longer, slicked-back hair, and he gained like half a stone. It was brilliant. <laughs> I've been on the family circle biscuit selection for the old fucking I'll COVID, sit- mate. But he's sitting around eating cake and watching telly all day. My guts are full They'd of fucking biscuits, and my hair's gone like a fucking hippie. <laughs> I knew, my jo- I knew my job was still there when this was all finished. So I just, I just sat back and put my trotters up, didn't I? Yeah. They called up and said they wanted me to do another shift on the wall. I said I'll do it, but I'm not going to have time to look, shift any of this fucking weight or get an haircut. So you're going to have to take me as you find me, you cunts. They went, no problem, Danny. That's what makes you so likable. You're believable to the old, to the ordinary man in the street. <laughs> Oh man, I um, someone on Twitter. I, I mentioned this on Twitter earlier about the, the the ruination of the wall, and someone recommended the new Ant and Deck thing, limitless cash game or something that started last week. <laughs> that sounds like a working title that they forgot to change when it actually went on TV. 
I forgot what its proper name is. Well, that that's what it is. And it's got, instead of a wall, it's got a ladder. But it's a computer-generated image. And there literally is no limit to how much it could win. And this ladder goes up and up and up and up and up till it gets to about 11 million quid. No. No one's ever going to get near 11 million quid. It's impossible. But that's that's what it is. And I watched it, and I'm not sure. There's too many little intricate bits, too many intricate moving parts in it. And... Um, I, like, I don't know. It doesn't, for doesn't me, quite I, work. I, I can't commit. Like I've got to say, obviously, I was a fan of the war when it started, mainly to do with Dyer. The the thing is, that was the first game show that I'd committed to in about thirty years because <laughs> to, to me, they became more and more like. There's only so many game show formats, right? And after yeah. that, I mean, I know people who fucking have devoted their like most of their careers to trying to fucking dream up the new ultimate breakthrough game show format mm. because in the TV industry if you can do that then you can effectively set yourself up for life you know if you come up with that course, big yeah. idea that gets syndicated around the world like when they did Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for example right then yeah. you, you're, set, you're set for life so a lot of people devote their life to it but as a result it's more and more complicated no one just sits down and goes well let's make it like noughts and crosses and that's it or let's do a flip of the fucking <clears throat> yeah. coin. Or it's, oh, it's all these different levels. And for me, I just wasn't able to commit emotionally or, or intellectually to learning new game shows. Like, mm. I went, the, the dire thing for me, it was such an inspired and curveball choice of host, right? That I felt that yeah. what he did was subvert the genre by being yeah, there. Completely. He subverted <clears throat> it, and that's why I had to see it more than anything. But for me, the, but my favourite ever game show was Play Your Cards Right because I feel that that was Brucey at his best. Even more than Generation yeah. Game, I just thought Brucey was great. And I mm. loved the music, but more than anything, I just loved the, the, the nature of it. Higher and Lower is beautifully simple, yeah. but it also means there's non-stop jeopardy. Every move mm. is jeopardy. Plus, playing yeah. it at home is super easy too. Yeah play along at home yeah. exactly plus as well you've got Brucey and that interaction with the ordinary people who've come along yeah. it wouldn't work with celebrities on there oh, it'd, it'd be, be fucking terrible. boring because they're all trying to out funny each other as well I hate yeah. it or when they're being matey and it's still, it feels and, it feels smug yeah. and cunty give us the fucking British <clears> public when would it no wonder they voted Brexit right because people feel that now unless you're a fucking celebrity you've got nothing to offer that's what it is. That's that. You've nailed it. The alienation that the yeah. British public feel. It's nothing to do with the, the, the elites in Westminster or wherever. Yeah. It's the fact they've been shut out of game shows. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, because, I mean, That's you know, when you, I know you love watching the Bullseye reruns, and part of it is it's like social-cultural history. You see these interesting people from interesting yeah. parts of the, uh, of, the, of the country who wouldn't usually be on TV, and you get to know them a little bit, and you observe their funny characteristics and quirks and ways of speaking, and you get little insights to their life. Exactly. Right, because Jim Bowen will ask them shit about their job or whatever. And it's also like a bit mm. of a history lesson when you watch the, the the old ones as well, seeing the way that people behaved or lived then. But no one's going to get anything from looking back and seeing Michael McIntyre appear on 
fucking celebrity countdown or some shit like that. Because yeah, all it is is a right. cookie cut, a bunch of smug comedians coming out with generic one-liners that have been written behind the scenes by some less attractive comedians. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> for, the, for, the, for them to... And, they, and they're, it's all interchangeable. Fucking David Mitchell <clears throat> sitting there going... Well, yeah. I suppose you're right, but <laughs> this is quite awkward. What, what, what with me being English? I'll tell you the thing I hate about umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, completely. Here's my sideways look on not... picnics. I mean, what, who we're, wants to eat outside? Give me a table any day of the week. I suppose that's just me. I'm pretty quirky. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Give me Bob um, and Sandra so from go. Stoke going fucking mental mm. over the prospect of winning a speedboat. They're not yeah, winning it, it and just fucking going, oh, fuck I, it. I've, I've watched episodes of The Wall where I have had tears of joy in my eyes at the end mm. where a couple have walked off with, let's say, £83,000 that they weren't expecting at the start of the day. And they quite could have easily walked off with nothing. It all depends on how random some balls fall down an inexplicably massive wall in Poland. Yeah, you know it's yeah. fucking mental and it's brilliant. And having celebrities on, nah, fuck it. I'm not having There's it. Too many celebrities, really. There's too many celebrities. Uh, right. So let's do the predictions before we go. Um, are you ready? Yeah. Newcastle United versus Watford. Oh fucking hell! I reckon Newcastle United. I reckon Newcastle will win this one now. Um, yeah I think they'll win it I think they might win it 3-0 pains me to say that but whatever yeah. uh, Aston, Aston Villa versus Manchester United by the way shout out to the uh, Newcastle fan who posted on his on the on the Newcastle fan Facebook page <laughs> Chris Wood for 25 million are we pissed <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Chris Wood scored double figures in the Premier League in the last three seasons before this one. Yeah, so, no. Well, it was his release clause. They had to they had to pay it in yeah. order to get him because Burnley wouldn't have let him go if not, would they? So, but it was just a funny thing to say. I thought, are we pissed? <laughs> the answer is yeah. Um, <laughs> Aston Villa versus Manchester United. I'll go for one-one that one. I'm going to say two-one Villa. Okay. Uh, West Ham versus Leeds. Again, uh, I'll say 2 0 West Ham. 2 0 West Ham. I will go 2 uh, 1 West Ham. Same predictions as last week, again, so I'm doubling down on it. Uh, Accurate and Stanley versus Sunderland Association Football Club. I will go for. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to go 1 1. Um, who is it again Sunderland versus are we at Accrington oh fucking hell I'm going to say <laughs> uh, Accrington nil Sunderland one okay and finally Millwall versus Nottingham Forest 2-0 um, Forest 2-0 the Forest uh, I think this will be 1-0 the Millwall uh, there we go that's it for the uh, Top Flight Time Machine podcast for today Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.